0: You are listening to You Heard It Here 2nd, episode 27. This episode is brought to you by Murphy Brothers Entertainment. The family that parties together stays together. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. It boils down to what I pay $70 to punch LeBron in the gut with no repercussions. 70 is a great number for your question. I'm going to go with punching LeBron in the gut. Wow. Derek and Steve (laughs) present... I do have one question as a new book person. Sure. Is every book that was ever written a New York Times bestseller?
1: Yes. All you to have to sure. do is sell one book because then you are selling the best like you are the bestseller that of, that ever- of of that book <laughs> that you've ever been. Yeah. Any hip hop song about Alexander Hamilton <laughs> sounds good to me.
0: You heard it here second. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 27 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek. This is Steve. Steve, what is your question for me today? What
1: is my question? So, Derek, uh, we're switching it up. Your question for me is, what is my question for you? Yeah. Uh, My question for you is, would you rather fight Mike Tyson or talk like Mike Tyson? And you have to go six rounds.
0: Six rounds with Mike Tyson. Prime Mike Tyson?
1: Mike Tyson right now. Right now? But speaking like him in his prime.
0: Right, right, right. I, uh... I gotta fight him because.
1: But then you might end up talking like. I him might end know.
0: up talking like him, but I might not. I might not. So it's there's true. a chance that I don't end up talking like Mike Tyson. Whereas if I choose talking like Mike Tyson, there's no chance that I don't talk like him. He so would
1: punch the teeth out the back of you. He head. would.
0: I would rather probably be missing some teeth than talk like him. So that's my my logic. All right. The Thanks. the worst thing short of death that could happen from that fight is talking like Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. So. I I agree. So with then you. choosing talking like Mike Tyson would probably be a bad. Uh, return on my investment. So. And we just lost one listener in Mike Tyson. That's <laughs> true. Which it's is true. unfortunate. There goes half of our revenue. So episode <laughs> 27, have you heard it here second? You heard we have a sponsor this week. It's Murphy Brothers Entertainment. Uh, we. This is the first time, I believe, in the history of our podcast that somebody has purchased a sponsorship slot for someone other than themselves. This was not purchased very by a Murphy selfless. brother. Selfless. It's very selfless. selfless. It's giving. It's a giving community our listeners have you heard it here a second. So uh once again Murphy Brothers Entertainment. Uh they may have a tie in later in this episode, but to give you a little bit of a rundown of what's coming, a little bit of a different episode today. We actually uh, might
1: have some info for like some
0: maybe some real world stuff. Real world stuff. Some knowledge will be dropped. Some things that matter. Um and mainly, uh, this marks the end of, uh, this will be the last episode that Game of Thrones has been airing. And, so, pot-
1: and potentially sports.
0: And potentially, yeah, and potentially any sports at all, because then we just have baseball. So, um, so you know, Game of Thrones and sports will be coming. We have uh, some Brexit talk with our guest Luke Nicholas coming up in the first quarter. Uh, third quarter, we'll give you trivia. And fourth quarter will be sports. So uh, And I skipped over second quarter is Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones in the second, sports in the fourth. Uh, we will have James Murphy on, a, on uh, the second quarter to talk Game, about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, pop culture expert. As we have to, because Murph has been our Game of Thrones guy. So two guests today, uh, Luke and Murph both. And so without further ado, we'll get into the first quarter where we will call up Luke Nicholas to talk about the Brexit uh, news that broke over the weekend.
1: And uh, on the phone we have my cousin Luke Nicholas um, Luke, how are you?
2: Doing well boys, doing well, how you guys doing?
1: Good Pretty Thanks. good, pretty this good This is Luke's first appearance on the podcast Although I know you're a, a loyal listener
0: Although technically second appearance for Luke you Oh mean, the yeah la- The last time I heard Luke it wasn't Ooh, too friendly
1: You did have a, a, a Sorry about that there uh, <laughs> <you did laughs> We should actually play the rap up Yeah <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so I actually
2: Think I was going to talk about Brexit. I'm
1: going to roast you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Luke, I figured Luke would be a good person to um, talk about Brexit. We don't know much about it. Luke's at least a little bit in the financial world. Um, a little bit. A tiny bit. So, I guess the first question is what, like, what exactly is Brexit? What should we know? Should I care? Should I? Should us as an American? Should we care?
2: hmm should you guys care all right so let's start with what exactly it is so basically um the uk has voted to leave the european union um so basically what the eu is is it's a political and economic pact between european countries that um first of all establishes a common trade zone so there's no tariffs there's no uh um, there's, there's no restriction between trade, so goods and services can flow freely through the EU. Okay. Um, and one of the biggest sticking points in the Brexit was that along with this free trade of goods and services, um, EU citizens can move freely through the European Union. Um, so really the uh, leave argument was an argument to – put immigration policies back in the hands of the British people instead of having this sort of free-flowing, you know, just, it's almost like it acted as as one country in terms of immigration. So, um, you know, they've had a huge influx of Europeans move to the UK, and uh, basically what the UK UK was saying is that they don't like that. They want to put the immigration policies back in their hands.
1: So, and I've heard this too, but is this some sort of reaction, like a fearful reaction, similar to like a like an extreme overreaction to obviously the the terrible things that have been happening in the world? And yeah, just,
2: I, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a lot like what you're hearing from Donald Trump and his campaign that you know shut down immigration from Muslim countries and all these things. You know, obviously it's. To a you know a different extent and sort of a different conversation, but it does have a lot in common with that sort of theme that the Trump campaign is running behind.
0: Yeah, and, and I had read online actually the other day that apparently after kind of the news had broken and every and kind of all the internet was going crazy about it, apparently Google searches in the UK uh, of what is the EU spiked yeah. <laughs> drastically after that news Isn't that came out.
2: Awesome? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. there's there's huge regret on the on the side of um, the UK, at least from a lot of people. Um, you know, if you look at voter turnout, only 72% of uh, you know possible voters turned out. So you know, I think a lot of people didn't expect this to pass. Obviously, this was a huge surprise. Yeah. Um, if you looked at betting markets in England prior to this, it was almost you know an 80% chance that they were going to stay. Um, and I think that may have led a lot of people who would have voted to stay to say, "Oh, you know, we're fine. Let's just stay home." Because it was um, it was a pretty it was a pretty close
1: um, it was a pretty close margin, right? It was like fifty two forty eight. It wasn't.
2: Yeah, it was fifty. Yeah, it was fifty two to forty eight. And um, you know, really leading up to it, it was neck and neck the whole time. There was there was a slight lead um, in the polls for stay, like I said. But um, yeah, it uh, it was going to be close and. I think uh honestly the markets were surprised by it as you can see in the you know big volatility that we've seen over the last few days. Um so yeah, it came as a pretty big surprise.
1: So can they go brack or are, are there no braxies?
2: Braxies? No brax, <laughs> no take braxies. No take braxies.
1: So are, are are they actually not allowed like what's the like no, what if-
2: no, there's, So basically um it's going to be an extremely long and drawn out process. Um, So basically what the, actually I had to Google this before you guys call that in by this part. (laughs) Um, So basically what uh, the next step is, is um, the UK would have to enact what's known as article 50, which Mm -hmm. was set up when the EU was formed in 1993. And it's the kind of process that any member state has to go through if they vote to leave the European union. And it's at a minimum, a two year process.
1: So
2: it's not like, you know, tomorrow the UK is out of the EU. Um, And I would go even further than that and say, you know, this is not binding in the least. You know, they could, you know, there's already talks about a revote, you know, whether or not that happens, you know, we'll see. Um, But I think it's going to be a long, drawn out process. And, you know, it's not binding in in any way.
1: Um, and so, being because you, you're kind of in the financial no, and I read that the British pound fell from a dollar fifty to a dollar thirty-five um, early Friday morning, mm-hmm. um, and that's the lowest value against the dollar since like the '80s. So yeah, what like what what does that mean for for you and for us in terms? Because I'm go I'm actually going to London in September for the for the yeah. BC Notre Dame or for the BC Georgia Tech game, and then visiting Ireland. Is it going to be, am I going to be like Mr. Moneybags over there with like American dollars?
2: It's a pretty darn good time to go go over there, that's for sure. <laughs> cool. Um, as to, you know, what impact it really has on the U.S. economy, um, I don't think there's a ton in the short term. I think there's some for, you know, multinational corporations that operate in the U.K. They're going to have to kind of restructure uh, contracts and things like that because, you know if I, if a multinational company like, you know, Apple, for instance, is doing business in the UK and they're doing business in Germany, since they're part of the EU, they can operate under one contract. That's all. Gotcha. Set of rules and guidelines. Whereas now they we'll have to renegotiate that. So there's a lot of red tape and things that all have to be addressed. But
1: so you know, not for the right. U.
2: But for the U.S. economy, I don't think there's a whole lot of impact long term. Um, Short term, I think there's obviously a market impact, but even a you an know, ec- economic impact for the U.S., I don't think there's a whole lot, to be honest.
1: So speaking of the market impact, Luke, do you know whether it was Brexit that caused it <laughs> or if it was the terrible trade for Serge Ibaka that the Orlando Magic made during the NBA draft? Because it could be either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it was uh, about 60-40 Ibaka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you are yeah. you're
1: obviously we're so we're going to actually talk about um the nBA draft a little later, but I do want to get your opinion. you are in Florida, you are a big Orlando magic fan. I hated the trade Derek as a Celtics I hate, fan hated I it I
0: hated it putting myself in the magic shoes and as a Celtics yeah. fan. But yeah
1: what's your thoughts
2: yeah I, I really dislike it um you know to trade a guy like Victor Oladipo who's so young and
1: and, and, swag, has, and you know, swaggy and swaggy
2: all the potential in the world uh, and it's just way cooler than Serge Ibaka to be honest <laughs> yes um, I don't like it at all um, to be honest I'm getting pretty damn sick of this GM this is you know really the third or fourth move he's made that I really question
1: yeah like the Brendan think, Jennings and the Channing Fry yeah the, like,
2: Tobias, the Tobias Harris trade I hated um, signing Channing Fry to a big deal I didn't like at all and obviously that didn't work out um yeah, so I don't know. I think I think I might have to start a referendum of my own. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're off the GM bandwagon, but still on the Magic bandwagon. What are your predictions? Actually, because you're you're a LeBron hater too, correct?
2: Uh, I gotta admit, I I uh, disliked disliked LeBron a ton when he was with the Heat. Um, you know, I thought he was pretty cocky and didn't like how he handled the whole leaving the Cavs decision. Yeah, but. I earned a lot of respect for LeBron this postseason. You know, I I think he's always been unquestionably one of the most talented players, you know, not only in the NBA today, but ever. And I think he kind of did what he had to do this year. And I still, you know, dislike some of the stupid things that he does, but I got to admit, I... I've uh I wouldn't say I'm a LeBron fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I
1: don't think hate I don't think hate is the word. in all right, I I, I like the kind of LeBron. The guy. I I like LeBron, but
0: mostly because Derek is a Celtics fan and hates
1: him. Okay, uh, e- even yeah. the
0: respect is coming around a little bit, but the hate won't I go away.
1: I like well. him even more now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Luke, any parting thoughts about Brexit or the Orlando Magic or uh, how much better of a uh podcaster I am than derek any any of the above is cool to talk about
2: I, I will add one one interesting fact about brexit cool. um, i I had it written down here, so i've got to say it <laughs> um, so, so one of the you know the craziest things about brexit is that if you look at how the different uh demographics in the country voted, it was pretty pretty insane to be honest so if you look at people twenty four and under they voted 75% of them to stay in the EU. If you look at people 25 through 49, they voted 56% to stay in the EU. It was just people, you know, 55 and up voted about 60% to leave the EU. So it's, you know, really a generation that isn't going to have to live with a lot of these decisions that kind of made the decision
1: Wow. people...
2: You've seen in the news a lot that, you know, the U.K. people stood up and they want their country back. Well, the old people stood up from their walkers in their wheelchairs and said <laughs> they want their country back. So I just thought that was that was pretty insane to see that, you know, a lot of these people who aren't even going to be around to see how this plays out and the impact that it has were the ones that kind of made this decision. So, yeah,
0: that's
1: very so surprising. That was, thought that was an interesting tidbit. That is a nice tidbit. Look yeah. at you, Luke, yeah. doing your research as a guest. <laughs> My first hot take. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's there's plenty more where that came from. Um, especially as we start getting to the uh Dry days of summer with no yeah. sports. We might need to uh, spice it up. with Yes, some stuff.
2: exactly. <laughs> well, my my girlfriend watches The Bachelor on uh, on Monday night, so if you guys ever want to call, I'm usually pretty bored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we actually did we did the Bachelor. We actually yeah. reviewed the Bachelor lore, right? The Bachelor, bachelor yeah. with Ben Higgins. Oh, Bachelorette. Yeah, me. yeah. The bachelorette. So we we had a whole season of that, and we just couldn't do it again. This this. Yeah, we have. Now, we've been getting a little bit yeah. of fan
0: pressure, but. <laughs>
1: No. Yeah. No. Cool. Stay strong voice. <laughs> awesome. Well, Luke, thank you so much. We, we actually—I'm not even joking. Right. I've—I learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Awesome. Thanks
2: for having me, guys. See Keep you, Luke-y. Up the Good work, and uh, Steve. I'll see you in a couple of days. Hope we can get on the
1: golf course. See you soon, man. All righty. See you guys. Later.
0: Later. All right. So Luke Nicholas joins us and uh, gives us some useful information. Yes, I think. Luke. I'm, I'm more He's learned a, now. Luke is a star. Yeah.
1: Born for radio. Great voice for radio. Good for him. Uh, no, honestly, thank you, Luke. Um, that was excellent. We actually, I didn't know anything about Brexit except for what I Googled, um, and it was very helpful to actually... The,
0: the the vote fun fact was incredibly interesting to me. Yeah. That It's not what I expected. Yeah, no, it, it kind of
1: feel like the opposite. Like younger people, yeah, like
0: you, entitled, like the,
1: the I'll be my own uninformed,
0: yeah. entitled, like kind of like eighteen year olds or whatever. Just yeah. like you know, yeah, let's leave the union. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what fight fight the man. Yeah, like and so to hear that seventy five percent under twenty four voted to stay, and it was really it was all the fifty five and over yeah. demographic that voted to leave. It, it, yeah. I mean, was, it's it that it's not what I expected.
1: It's a weirdly bigger like social issue, like the the statistics of how it happened. So, I mean, that's something we can get into another time. Yeah. But right now, we have the r- most uh, decorated, <laughs> most... <laughs> Uh, how many? What? How many times has he been on now? What I think it? it's. I don't know. Five? Too many times. <laughs> yeah. we, we
0: can't. We can't keep him off of the podcast. It's like yeah. we try to not have him on, and he just he ends up on it anyway. I didn't know he was on until
1: five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm happy. Game of Thrones yeah. season yeah. finale. Yeah. This, is, this he, is.
0: He reached out. He said, "I got. I took down some notes during the episode. He's like, Do you want me to come on?'" I said, what Of guess. course, obviously."
1: All right. So without further ado, we have. James Murphy on the line.
0: James Murphy, thank you so much for joining us again uh, on the podcast maybe what is it, your fifth time now joining us?
3: Yeah, I'm back. It's my fifth time. I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta start scheduling more things on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is your Monday night. Exactly. We'll have yeah, you're right. we'll have you any time.
0: There's a fan, there's a fan base building around James Murphy now, so we need to keep this going. And so. it's,
1: it's mostly your family, <laughs> but they it's love totally,
3: it. it's totally my mom
0: and my dad. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, James Murphy, thank you for joining us. We uh, saw the season finale on Sunday night of Game of Thrones,
1: and as wait as usual, we have to say spoilers. S- spoiler are alert. coming, and actually some big ones. Yeah, the season finale, huge ones. So. Yeah, so some fat uh, spoilers.
0: If you haven't watched yet, you definitely do not want to listen to this segment because a lot of stuff happens. So, so, uh, let's get right to it. First of all, the, the biggest topic of all is just the cumulative amount of death in this episode. So, everyone dying yeah. in, the, in the pyramid, uh, Cersei blows that up, uh, as well as... No, the uh, Septon. The Septon. The Septon. The Septon. The, the Septon. Sept. Uh, the sept. And uh, then King Tommen dies uh, via his own decision, uh, and Walder Frey and his two sons are dead via Arya. So, Murph, what do you take of all of the death in this episode, and what jumped out at you the most, if there is anything that you can pick?
3: I think, I think before I give my takes, uh, I think we should maybe give a, a moment of silence an R.I.P. in peace to all the characters we lost today. Would you guys be up for
1: that? I'm up for that. How long does it have to be? Because it's a lot of characters.
3: It's just it's just a moment. Okay.
0: Just a moment. R.I.P. in peace to all of them.
3: All right. R.I.P. in peace. All right, <laughs>
0: yeah. R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> yeah, That that's a, yeah, that's so, a new...
3: the the... Staggering list of people we lost today. I'm just going to go through them real quick because it, it it's it's actually a, it's a pretty significant amount of characters, and I think it might be one of the deadliest episodes so far in terms of um, volume, like main volume and like main characters. So right. you had the High Sparrow, Marjorie Baratheon, Loras Tyrell, Lancel Lannister, Mace Tyrell, Kevin Lannister, Grand Ma- Maester Pycelle. Um, presumably Septa Onella, Tom and Baratheon, Walder Frey and his sons, and that guy who got na- randomly nailed by a church bell firing half. <laughs> <of God. laughs>
1: yeah, that was such a funny scene. <laughs> that guy got smushed. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: So, yeah, it's, that's just like a its a pretty huge list in terms of Game of Thrones characters, and, and it was definitely an an awesome season finale um, to take out th- all those actors.
0: Yeah, seriously. And, and we had talked about the show being written for TV, and they they bucked that trend in the finale by getting rid of a lot of, of the main actors and actresses that uh, had been carrying the show in this season, at least. Um, but you're right about the, the bell. I thought the interesting part <laughs> about the flying bell was that the the explosion had just happened, and you're waiting for the shot that you knew was coming from yeah. Sir, over Cersei's shoulder. Where Cersei is yeah. looking at the explosion, but the bell came first. You needed yeah. to see the bell flying across and destroying that dude. And the
1: thing is, like, it wasn't <laughs> like that guy would have been burned to a crisp with all the explosion <laughs> fire anyway. But they had to show the bell crush him because it's just like let's let's do that.
0: Yeah, I love they had it. to be killed twice, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So my so. question,
3: my question for you know the, the final two seasons is now that all these actors have been killed off, yeah, um, the producers on uh, Game of Thrones, you know. All of a sudden, they have a lot of cap room, you know, uh, <laughs> to, sp- to spend on different assets. Uh,
1: Could this be Kevin Durant's of- destination? Kevin Durant, Murph? Game of Thrones?
3: Perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, these uh, Sam Hinky guys can start, you know, <laughs> spending more on perhaps CGI or pull in, you know, a free agent actor, you know, from perhaps the States or, you know, the UK <laughs> to, 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 uh, you know, at their own <laughs> yeah as to May-
0: future Game of Thrones
1: season. Yeah, maybe you they're freeing up cap space to make a run.
0: <laughs> that
1: hey, I'm looking forward to. That
0: might have been yeah. that might have been the move. Just to, they tanked. They tanked. They cut everyone, free up the space, and go get your stars this off season.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to you know the final two seasons for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, moving to, you know, moving beyond all the death in that episode, a few other major things also happened. So, uh, we'll start with one that was left kind of hanging for us several episodes ago with the scene in the tower where we were about to find out or confirm what some theories had already been out there, but who Jon Snow's parents actually are. And we come as close as you can to a confirmation without them saying it. So, uh, Murph, what did you take of that scene where we find out that it appears that Liana Stark is Jon Snow's mother uh, and that he doesn't actually have Ned Stark's blood?
2: Well, but, yeah, but he has Stark blood. blood. He has Stark at
0: blood, before, but not Ned's.
3: They've been hinting at it for, you know, multiple seasons. Um, and I thought it was kind of uh, a perfect coincidence that it was Liana who protected Jon when he was born a baby and asked for Ned to promise to protect him. Um, from Robert Baratheon and his wrath. And then fast forward twenty plus years later, it was a different Leon de Marmont who protected Jon Snow and his right to be the rightful king in the north, um, and to lead, you know, the North against uh, the White Walkers and perhaps make a run,
1: you know, down south as well. I
0: love Yeah, it. it's true. Leona's always coming to the rescue for John.
1: How cool yeah. so on a side note, how cool is that little girl? She's the coolest. Is she
0: the is she, she the coolest
1: character in Game of Thrones?
3: She I read today that she hasn't acted before. This really? Her first role. So and she's absolutely killing it.
1: Yeah, she's wow. gonna be a star.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean she she just she as called long out as she doesn't age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. She called out all those dudes. She just like you guys are all you guys are all wimps. You're all wusses.
1: You ignored the call. Was that was she <laughs>
0: ignored saying? the call, or didn't did not call? You or did something. not
1: take up the call. Yeah. Um, I
3: thought that's. I thought that scene was awesome. They're all like, the, King the, in the north. The new King all in of Jon Snow. Yeah. And it, it it shows the disparity between the two coronation ceremonies that we saw today. The one being in the north, where John and all of his other fellow um, House leads were in. Uh, what's the word? Um emphatic, you know, that he was yeah. becoming the king in the north versus Cersei's coronation in yeah. King Landing. Everybody was standing there with stone faces, and including like, Jamie, her lover, and they were like I have no idea what this crazy chick is gonna do
1: to our kingdom. She just and killed not looking forward she to just killed every single person that mattered. she didn't like. <laughs> so she's the queen. Um so speaking of queens, we have another development um, and I guess if you want to add this person to the death list, Dahar, uh, Dario Naharis, I guess will be left behind um, for Daenerys. And then she names Tyrion the Hand of the Queen in a very like semi-touching scene. Um, what are your thoughts on that combo, the Daenerys uh, t- Tyrion combo?
3: Well, I think Daenerys is you know building a pretty significant ar- army, obviously with. The Martells, the Tyrells, the Greyjoys, the Dothraki, and the Unsullied, all in that final scene. Um, And she has a seasoned political strategist in Tyrion as the new Hand of the Queen, and I think it's a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And so... She is sailing uh, over to Westeros to try to take over.
1: Finally making and,
0: moves after <laughs> six seasons. Yeah, she's finally heading over there. Yeah. And with her is Varys, who just a couple episodes ago left Marine to go to Dorne, which is, uh, as we believe, on the southern coast of Westeros. Across the sea. Across the sea. Yep. So he left, he went there to Dorne, and in this episode, there's he is in Dorne yep. talking with them. Um, but by the end of the episode, he is in marine, sailing to Westeros again. So Murph, do we have an answer for how Varys travels at the speed of light?
3: I do not have an answer, Derek, but <laughs> I'm just going to enlighten you. This show is not 24. There this is true. There is no ticking time <laughs> at the bottom. This is true. Finding the audience that only a day has passed only a few hours have passed mm-hmm. um i think in the game of thrones universe you have to suspend disbelief at certain points and re- remember that you know the timeline is not is not is you know married to the length or the, the number of episodes that you've seen
0: right and the timeline has never been the really one of the critical aspects of game of thrones either
1: apparently right. apparently it might become one because people are time traveling now and <laughs> Um, But another thing that was kind of confusing in the timeline is the Arya scene where she somehow is back at Westeros, um, was able to kill and cook two human (laughs) beings and serve them in an empty room to Walder Frey. Um, So how that all happened, I'm I'm unsure. But what are your takes on Arya being back, her being able to confidently shapeshift basically and uh, crossing one name off her list?
3: Well, first of all, the obvious answer there is that she has hot pie to do all the baking in the back. (laughs)
1: Um, Very good.
3: Hot pie. And hot pie is a throwback to the side character. um, Yeah,
1: that's a throwback. I don't know how many seasons ago.
3: But on the other hand, I'm not quite sure how she came about obtaining the face of that servant, um, which is definitely something... I hope they explore further because it's not like she's carrying around bags of faces.
1: <laughs> that seemed. Or, I was actually talking to Derek. That seemed to me like it was an awesome scene, and like you want Walder Frey to to be dead, um, and you want Arya to start doing her stuff. But it seems like a scene that could have been left out, and the season, the show, still would have been an unbelievable finale. And then they could delve deeper into that storyline. Instead, she just like shows up, kills somebody, and then's gone.
3: Definitely um just one thing to comment on with kind of the Walder Frey murder and kind of summarizing the whole red wedding um plotline in game of thrones so the perpetrators of the red wedding all met similar demises to um the crimes they enacted so the perpetrators being Tywin Lannister, Roose Bolton and Walder Frey and it was obviously an epic moment in game of thrones lore um During the Red Wedding, Rob was shot with arrows and killed. His wife, um, Talisa, was stabbed in the gut, and then Catelyn Stark had her throat cut. Um, Fast forward two seasons later, Tyler Lannister has been shot in the gut and killed by his son um, with an arrow. Roose Bolton was stabbed in the gut by Ramsay Snow, and then Walder Frey had his throat slit by Arya Stark. So it's a pretty
0: cool parallel um,
3: between the two events and... Um, how each of those guys met their demise. I thought that was pretty. That cool. is cool. Um, throwback.
0: What
1: goes around comes around. Yeah, exactly. So Murph, what would you give? Does Murph have a rating? Murphy's oh, Law rating?
0: Uh, no, we gave him one. I forget what it was though. Murphy's mashed potatoes. Murphy's mashed potatoes. Let's do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> how many? It was, man- it was mangoes, but I like mashed potatoes more. <laughs> <laughs> so how
0: many Murphy's
1: mashed potatoes do you give it, or Murphy's mangoes? Whatever you'd like. Um percent one to a hundred this episode.
3: I'm keeping it one hundred.
1: Wow. A hundred. Best wow. best Game of Thrones episode.
3: I think that and the Red Wedding are my two favorites. I think they were out of left field, they tied up so many storylines and left a whole a uh, whole bunch more um open for, you know, future
1: uh no room for improvement. Yeah. Just, 100
3: maybe i'm giving the season as as a whole a 100 i'm also gonna give this episode a 100 i just
1: uh i can't be be swayed (laughs) well good that is a hard uh, stance good unbiased reporting (laughs) um derek how about how about you how about derek dragonfruits yeah
0: i'm giving this one 96 dragonfruits which is the same thing i gave episode 11 uh, or whatever number the second to last episode was. I, so this episode was outstanding as well, and for me, I love the big battle scenes like we got in the penultimate episode. So these two episodes were equally good to me in in their differing styles. One of them was obviously the political, the plot mover, the the death toll. The other one was the action and the you know the suspense. So. Yeah. Both of them for me were ninety sixes, and you know, in essence, if that's a hundred, but you have to leave some room for you have. You can't. I, I'm not going to give the hundred just in now, case. ninety six is
1: not a hundred.
0: Something unbelievable coming down the pipeline. So I'm going to go with ninety six. Yeah, it's not a hundred, but it's it's uh it's as high as I would be willing to probably give any episode at this stage with two seasons still remaining.
1: Got it. Um, and Steve Nicholas Avocados. I'm going to go ninety five percent too. I, I'm usually pretty. Um, I don't give out 90s too often, but Mm -hmm. this episode was spectacular. Um, It really was one of the top, I think, top three episodes of Game of Thrones history. Um, I I still think Red Wedding takes the cake just because it's so brutal. Uh, This was more just mass volume of people. But 95%, Steve Nicholas, avocados, certified guac, certified...
0: Bataya colada.
1: And Murph, certified what? Certified buttery mash. buttery mash.
0: <laughs> <Durified>, buttery mash. <laughs> a little gravy i love it i love it <laughs> i love it all right well james murphy thank you again for joining us and by the way if you were not aware which you may not be aware this episode is sponsored by murphy brothers productions did you know that
3: uh i kind of heard rumors of that happening <laughs> but that's
0: not oh sorry sorry yeah. murphy brothers entertainment murphy, murphy brothers entertainment, entertainment.
3: Yeah, that was that did not come out of my pocket. I appreciate the advertisement. My brothers and I throw lavish entertainment, uh, throw lavish parties, and we have a pretty thriving entertainment business. So <laughs> if you're if you ever get the the chance uh, and become a lucky chosen, um, check us out.
1: The family that parties <laughs>
3: together. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, exactly. Finish that for me. Steve. The family
1: that parties <laughs> together stays together. <laughs>
3: Long live the Murphys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, James Murphy, and we'll talk to you next time. King
3: of the Murphs. King of the Murphs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so thank you again, James Murphy, for joining us. Uh, always good to have Murph on to discuss Game of Thrones, and I'm sure we'll figure out something else to have Murph on. It, it wouldn't be you heard it here second without a
1: Murph appearance. Absolutely not. So, 27 episodes in, <laughs> we should get a probably... A few more yeah. perfs in.
0: Yeah, we, we need to just get him a seat in the studio and just have his name on it, and it'll be empty. Only when he comes here, it'll be filled. So <laughs> uh, that brings us to the third quarter, which is trivia, and we will start out with the first clue.
1: All right, first clue. This person was born October 25th, 1984, in Santa Barbara, California. Um, she has an older sister, Angela, and a younger brother, Dan.
0: All right, so she... As an older sister, Angela, younger brother, Dan. Both of her parents are pastors. She started her singing career at her parents' church at the age of nine.
1: Uh, This person actually uses a stage name, uh, and her full name is Catherine Elizabeth Hudson.
0: Catherine Elizabeth Hudson. Maybe it's Kate Hudson.
1: Well, she actually changed her name so she she wouldn't be
0: confused with Kate Hudson. Fun. So there you go. Another fun fact. So party. it's not Kate Hudson.
1: Well. Maybe. Technically, her name is Kate Hudson. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
0: but it's not the actress Kate Hudson. Right. Such an ambiguous trivia question. <laughs> clue number four. She had five number one singles on one album, which is tied for the most ever on an album with Michael Jackson's Bad.
1: So, uh, mega superstar. Mega star. Um, and clue number five. You should probably get it by now. Um, but she has a celebrity cat. Named Kitty Purry, so Kitty Purry is uh, obviously the cat of famous Beyonce, pop right? star, <laughs> a famous pop star, Katy Perry. Um, very clever cat name, I will say. When yeah. I read the Kitty Purry thing, <laughs> I kind of laughed. <laughs> Me too. Um, and apparently, Kitty Purry was nominated for best pet, best celebrity pet in two thousand nine. Which so makes sense. I more mean, fun facts.
0: Mostly probably because of the name, but yeah. Uh, but there you go. Maybe so. it's
1: a great cat too, Derek. You never know. You I, know. I don't know.
0: I can't say that it's not a great cat. Kitty Perry probably is.
1: Kitty Perry sounds like a good cat. Yeah. Um, so that's it for trivia. If you got it, I, that's one of those ones I think you could probably get after clue number two.
0: Yeah. Um, Possible. Maybe clue
1: number one, but
0: California um, girls.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Bar- born in yeah. California. Um. Also fun if you can name all five number one singles on the album, mm, you win a special prize. Yep. We're um, not even going to say them. But. I can't. I have them in front of me, <laughs> but I'd rather you tell me them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so there's trivia in the third quarter and brings us to the fourth, which is sports. So, uh, as we mentioned, sports are going to start dying down a little bit here, uh, presumably, because... We don't have any more consistent playoff we action. Don't, but
1: we do have the Olympics coming up. That is true. That is true. Um, so we'll talk about every uh, athlete yes. that gets Zika and every stadium that collapses in on itself yep. Yep. during the Olympics. Yeah, and everything
0: that goes catastrophically wrong. Yep. So um, we... Yeah, obviously sports are never there's always going to be sports to talk about. That's not that's not news to anybody. But um you know, we've we leading up to this week we had several weeks of pretty lengthy sports sections with two playoff sports going on uh-huh. um plus a number of other things. So, uh we will just touch on some sports now. So, first we'll start with some soccer. So, uh the so so first quickly, um 2 weeks ago we didn't mention it at all, but Copa America uh, captivated us for about a day, um, about we, a full day, about one day, and then a second day when the U.S. got smoked in the semifinals. But um, at least they did get there. They maybe are showing signs of improvement after some disappointment. Um, had a couple of of good performances. So
1: I'm I'm so I don't know if I'm in the minority or majority here because I don't follow soccer do as closely as I should. But I don't consider this a success. I'm I'm through being very 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 mediocre in <laughs> soccer because we've been that we've been yeah this, we've, like we've never gonna, gotten out and, of this. and i don't think we w- like i'm not saying we need to be the best but there's always these super high expectations yeah. and at what point are we going to be like we're not that good like yeah. we like i would love to be good i don't know what is required to be good i mean it's more farm system than anything like but i mean i'm just i'm not thrilled by uh,
0: uh yeah, yeah. getting routed yeah, it's disappointing uh, to say the least to go out that way in the semifinals and not be competitive. But to a team uh, that lost, to a team that lost, to, to a, a team stupid, stinky, messy team,
1: <laughs> which is making hating on. Me- so I'm not a LeBron <laughs> hater, but I am a Messi hater. Um, and so Messi, the quote-unquote greatest soccer player of all time, never won an international tournament in his life. Um, can't kick the ball into a net from five feet away. <laughs> Penalty kick. Shoots it over a very very, very important penalty kick um against Chile rockets the ball over um misses completely, doesn't even hit the post basically, oh uh, does like one of these like oh, I can't believe it, um Argentina ends up losing Chile wins the whole thing, Messi immediately starts crying, and then right after the game immediately retires. <laughs> Like, imagine if you at your job like made a mistake and then retired, and then retired. You're like, I, I got to retire I'm retired. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, maybe it's not for me. Yeah, retired. Um, but I don't think. I think I actually do think. Um, I I listened to that interview, and he didn't say I'm retiring. He just said he was like in kind of in shock and kind yeah. of sad. He's just like, I don't know. I can't win. Like maybe it's not for me. Like he literally said those words, and everyone's like, Messi retires forever. Yeah. Um. So I don't might have been either. taken out of context I I a I think he's not retiring, but. I sure wish he would.
0: David Cameron, on the other hand, just he is. He's just he's done. Yeah. So Brexit, Messi, Brexit, Messi out.
1: Messi's not. Messi's not brexiting <laughs> from Argentina anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah.
0: So, um, so there you go. A little bit of a uh, little candy for the Messi haters. And that's uh,
1: and that's about the extent of our soccer. Like this yeah, could all be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know nothing about soccer. This is what I saw on Twitter. So, <laughs>
0: um, so that brings us to something we know a little more about, which is the NBA. We talked about the NBA obviously extensively during the uh, playoffs. And now this past week was the NBA draft. So you heard us talk with Luke a little bit about the magic. We can get to that momentarily. Um, So the NBA draft madness on Twitter rumors going everywhere at the beginning of the draft, as they always do classic Twitter. The NBA draft is usually the most anticlimactic night of the NBA season, I would say, um, because everything going nuts. So for a little backstory, I was at the Celtics draft party at the garden uh, where the Celtics held the number three pick in this draft. So, lot of anticipation about that. The Celtics have a lot of assets, a lot of young players. Three is a good pick. Three is three a good. It says so. So this was you know one of those drafts where there's two horses at the top, which so it's unfortunate you get number three, but at the same time three is the best of the rest of the entire draft. You know every you know a lot of teams would covet that, knowing they can't get number one or number two, probably pride away from those teams. So lots of rumors. Literally, I was surrounded by people at the Garden who were all on Twitter looking at rumors. Um, for, tra- for trades for trades ever, all yeah. for trades you know and it was mostly centered around Jimmy Butler or New Orleans Noel so so the there were these reports that were coming out that the Celtics the Sixers and the Bulls were all engaged in three-way trade talks and individual trade talks that the Celtics were going to land Jimmy Butler in this massive swap and you know it was close to happening and that then it was more likely than not that the Bulls were going to trade Butler and All of this happens, and then the Celtics end up choosing Jalen Brown with their pick. Uh, And then everyone goes crazy because Chris Dunn is apparently the guy that all the teams wanted. So then the Timberwolves take Chris Dunn, and then for another hour later, everybody's saying, oh, now the Timberwolves are going to get Jimmy Butler for Chris Dunn. Ultimately, none of it happens. The only trade that uh, happens—there's a few trades that happen, but the biggest uh, headline trade was the Magic trade. The only
1: headline trade—so I am an Orlando Magic fan, and the only headline trade is— the Orlando Magic basically getting robbed, giving away, giving away <laughs> the be- like. I, I don't understand. It doesn't what, make
0: any sense. I, at all. I
1: think it's like it's got to be like collusion, or there's got to be like there's got to be. It an, does not make sense. There's got to be something else going on because you trade away Victor Oladipo, one of your best young players, so, for Serge Ibaka, who is definitely past his prime. Just like. I mean I think they maybe thought he was like a, a James Harden phenomenon there where he, is, he doesn't get the ball enough and he'll be a superstar somewhere else
0: but there is one there is maybe one explanation I have for this and I don't even know if it's a valid explanation because of how much the salary cap is going up next offseason the, the salary cap is raising like 24 million dollars next offseason which is basically a full max player that every team can go sign if they're if they're cap compliant going into it um the only thing I can think of for the magic um is that Oladipo, I don't actually know Oladipo's contract situation. He, he's, he's owed a lot of money. If, yeah. he, if he's up for a new contract soon, he'll get a big deal. But who else do you have on your roster to nobody, pay? Nobody. So, no. so that's why the only thing that makes sense to me is if the Magic actually believe they get KD. that in twenty seventeen, not not twenty sixteen, because KD, there's no way, KD, I mean, zero well, percent chance KD goes to the Magic this offseason. I mean, he was just with Ibaka, like you. There's no chance he would go to the Magic this year. Well, Ibaka
1: is a contract year anyway, like, right? He's not gonna so, stay. so,
0: right. So that's what I'm saying. So the only thing that makes sense is if the Magic are trying to clear the slates for twenty seventeen, and they think that there's you know maybe Westbrook and Durant or something. I mean, that sounds crazy, but clear
1: the slates. Without I, again,
0: I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I can't try to justify this. Yeah. I'm saying it's the only thing that makes sense. Is that if they're somehow trying to clear their books completely for 2017, I mean, they, they, the Tobias Harris trade was a giveaway in most Give people's away. eyes. They didn't get anything of value in return. They got Brandon Jennings and Elias Silva, who they just shipped out with, uh, yeah. with Oladipo and the number 12 pick for Serge Ibaka, who's going to be in the, in Orlando for one year probably. It does. It doesn't make it any no sense, sense at all.
1: I kind of. I hate everything about it. Uh, it's It's been brutal to root for the Magic ever since. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a huge Dwight Howard fan, but since he left, yeah. we've gone kind of in the crapper, yeah. and it's just been... We've been spiraling. Yeah. I mean, we've had some decent years, but it hasn't been fun to watch, and this is just yeah bad. Yeah, absolutely. Absurd.
0: So that brings us to our next topic, which is uh, Kevin Durant. So uh, Durant has narrowed his, t- his, uh, his list to six teams, apparently, in, in free agency this offseason. It's the Thunder, obviously... Uh, joined by the other five teams being the the Warriors, the Spurs, the Heat, the Clippers, and the Celtics. So those are the teams that reportedly will have meetings with Durant. All
1: right, let me um, let me save you a lot of time and effort. He goes to the Celtics. The <laughs> Celtics get everything they want. They win the title, and and that's that.
0: So so uh, it's. You can all this stop magic trade,
1: debating <laughs> this magic oh, what trade. Is, what do we need to do to get him? This
0: magic trade makes it very, very difficult, in my opinion, for Kevin Durant to to leave Oklahoma City without giving it one more shot. Oh yeah, well um, the team
1: the team he's got now. I, that's why I think it's collusion. I think they're just like, take a, you need a you need a non shooting point guard. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take uh, the guy you don't need anymore.
0: Yeah. So um, Durant. So so you are looking at a Thunder lineup that's going to have Westbrook, Oladipo, Durant, Cantor, and Adams, who are now. Uh, developing big men who have pretty much developed at this point after their yeah. performance in the playoffs so obviously you have a short bench in that situation but the nba doesn't win on bench performances uh, as we've seen over and over again your bench players aren't the ones who win uh, championships for you in this league so uh it's going to be very Un- tough to see unless Kevin Durant unless leave. you're most baits unless you're most unless you're mo buckets <laughs> mo buckets um so so yeah so those are the six teams that get a meeting with durant Celtics obviously still uh, an underdog in this situation, but uh, it depends, you know, anybody, everybody can report what they want, but nobody knows what Kevin Durant actually wants. Um, and that's something that people often forget about these players is that they don't, think like video games necessarily and and maximizing profits and, and all this other stuff. So, you know, maybe Durant wants to not have this hanging over his head anymore. Like he has for an entire year at this point, everybody asking him every time he goes to any city, um, where he, what he thinks about the city and where he wants to go. So we'll see what happens, uh, next week, this time we should actually have a lot more information because free agency opens on Friday this week. So, uh, you can expect that meetings will definitely be underway as soon as free agency begins. And by, next Monday night we might have some information on that yeah. so um, that's
1: all I've got on Kevin Durant yeah um, or
0: Game of Thrones is, is the is the other option yeah, that we're, so we're thinking about with all the cap room they have uh,
1: and so the next topic is a kind of a sad topic yeah, um, and a weird topic so I don't want to talk too much about it no, but we um, a bit. Johnny Manziel has kind of become worse than ever like it was, Nobody, this, it was this was this, a joke at first yeah it was like a joke a spectacle like look at him he's a party guy now it's becoming Weirdly sad and like depressing. Um, his lawyer, what I don't understand, his lawyer accidentally texts the AP, the Associated Press, saying they'll seek a plea deal, um, and that he couldn't pass a urine test. Yeah. Um, for drugs or alcohol. Um, and I don't think you, a lawyer accidentally texts the, the Associated Press. like oh, Or anybody that I information. I meant to text Alex Parson yeah. instead of the AP.
0: Associated Press. Adrian Peters. Yeah. So so what What this is code for, as we mentioned offline earlier, is that this the lawyer told somebody this, and they told the AP. And so that means he accidentally texted the AP rather than throwing yeah. whoever told the AP.
1: He, he was definitely talking with a buddy yeah. who works for the AP. And the AP's like, well, that's important information. Yeah. I'm going to leak that. Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, I did that on accident. I yeah, meant to that, text. Yeah, some the, other. You don't person.
0: accidentally text the AP. So that's the first thing. But you're right. It's just, <laughs> this has and become a sad story. That
1: person has since been removed from the case. Really, they're no longer involved. Yeah, Didn't which
0: I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but um, it's just a total mess. It is, and and so you know, it, I actually I put down this quote from Menzel's father, which I saw, which is a little, like, it's more, even more alarming, really. You know, you can see the headline about texting the the AP lawyer or whatever, but uh, the quote from Manziel's father that ESPN reported, uh, quote, I don't know what to say other than that that my son is a druggie and needs help. He just hasn't sought it yet. Hopefully he doesn't die before he comes to his senses. That's about all you can say. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I hate to say it, but I hope he goes to jail. That would be the best place for him. So, I mean, ridiculous turn. I mean, I don't want to say a ridiculous turn, a ridiculous progression of this story over the past several months slash year um, with Manziel. And so yeah. I think there's no, the question that everybody's asking is no longer anything to do with whether this guy's going to be a star NFL quarterback. It's, it's whether this guy will ever get his life together Yeah, and you know, it's, it's kind of sad to see. So
1: yeah, it's very similar to Tim Tebow.
0: Yeah. Very, very similar yeah. see a uh, lot life, life progression, A lot of parallels. Yeah. Yeah, after, and that they
1: just never panned out. In yeah, yeah,
0: you know, they they both have pretty similar uh, personal qualities and kind of values and ethics and everything like yeah. that. And they just, you know, sometimes you're not talented enough, and that's really the reason that you don't make it is because you just don't have the talent. Wow. Um, that's the case here. As hard as Johnny Menzel works and as good of a person he is.
1: Well, so. any last thoughts on sports or no. any of the things we talked about?
0: I don't think so. My I, my only thought is I. I'm happy with the Celtics draft pick when you remove the expectations. I think Jalen Brown is a good player, and and we'll see what happens. So
1: So you're not unhappy that they drafted – 12 guys. I,
0: well, the Celtics' first draft pick I'm happy about. Okay. They, you got to get rid of some of those draft picks. Yeah, so that that was a failure. You,
1: you have to get rid of the, some of the guys. They ended
0: up drafting like five or six international players to just stash overseas because there's no choice. I mean, yeah. you don't have the roster space or the cap space. It's to like fancy baseball, just
1: picking guys up on the DL so you can <laughs>
0: place them in the DL. Yeah, exactly. So that was one misstep, I think, for Danny Ainge. But he's still got a lot of assets. One one thing I didn't mention, the, the Brooklyn Nets somehow managed to get worse on draft night by trading Thaddeus Young... Uh, for nothing basically uh, for the number 20 pick where they drafted a guy who's had three foot surgeries in the last two years so uh, the Celtics following two years Nets picks still look phenomenally good and they could be uh, in number one territory because of the other lottery teams I getting mean, better that's
1: the only way they're going to make it work because otherwise they're yeah. just kind of <laughs> picking randos
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. So, um, so that wraps up sports and brings us to the final drive final where drive. you will go first we second go second second okay I'll go first. So my first is really a shout out to a fan base that has come to my attention uh, and a lot of FaceTime in this episode going to Murphy Brothers Entertainment. Um, This is a shout out to Madison Beach and the uh, lovely people there. I was there this weekend with uh, the Murphy Brothers uh, and the Murphy Parents as well. So shout out to Jim and Linda for hosting us and for being huge podcast fans. I, I arrived in Madison and I was known before I introduced myself because they've seen the posts that Murph will retweet on uh, or, or repost on Facebook, they recognize my face. They said I look different in real life than I do in the photoshopped uh, image that is a canvas on our wall. So that makes sense because we photoshopped it. But, yes. um, but anyway, uh, shout out to them. Madison Beach is awesome. They're uh, members of the beach club. Uh, treated us to a great weekend right on the beach. So uh, got to give the shout out. Madison is in. It's trending up. Madison. And and the Murphy Brothers are uh, a big reason for that. Murphy Brothers Entertainment. So lots of press time for them in this episode.
1: Yeah, really. This is a Murph-heavy episode. Yeah, it is. Um, So my final drive is one of the most crazy Frankenstein food, Franken food creations I've heard in a long time. I second
0: that. I second that.
1: Um, So Burger King today, the national rollout for what's called Mac and Cheetos, which if you haven't heard of it, is... The best, the best thing I've ever heard. I can imagine. Um, yeah. Google it. It's, it's mac. It's fried mac and cheese, but it's fried with Cheeto outside. So like Cheeto dust outside. So there's mac and cheese on the inside, like melty mac and cheese with a Cheeto crust. Um, I tried to get it today at the one Burger King in downtown Crossing, twelve fifteen. Walked up to the counter. I say, "Can I have two orders of mac and Cheetos, please?" She says, "We're out." I said you're out, and yeah, she said we sold out at 11 a.m. They open at 11 like 10. They oh, they sold out of Mac and Cheetos at 11 a.m. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's a lie. I think they just never got their shipment. <laughs> but still, it, the people are demanding Mac and Cheetos, and I will be here for you listeners to report on Mac and Cheetos I, as
0: soon as they're available. I to need me. that report.
1: I will let you know exactly how they are. I am expecting a Doritos Locos type phenomenon that's what I feel
0: high expectations but I think it's I think it's valid that's Mac and Cheetos is off the charts
1: Mac and Cheetos is we don't know yet but
0: it sounds I mean
1: that that's my final drive
0: the idea of it is off the charts
1: so Mac and Cheetos is the new thing
0: all right so hopefully we have a report on that next actually so next week we might not be podcasting July 4th fourth, fourth. Fourth of July we yeah, generally right. Monday holidays we Generally, don't do it. So unless uh, there's a change of events or something, unless where July Fourth is moved this year, unless they move the fourth to uh, the fifth or something like that, then I think mm-hmm. we're going to be podcasting uh, the following week, which will be July 11th, and we'll do episode 28. By so. that
1: time, there's going to be a whole new fast food phenomenon that we're going to have to yeah, review
0: for sure. But we'll still touch base on the Mac and Cheetos. So Got, gotta touch them. Anything else?
1: That's it for me, man.
0: All righty. So that does it for episode 27. Thanks again to Murphy Brothers Entertainment for sponsoring this episode. And we'll see you guys. Thanks to Luke Nicholas. And thanks to Luke Nicholas and And James
1: Murphy for being amazing guests. Um, Luke, I'll see you soon. We're going golfing.
0: All righty. So episode 28 in two weeks for you guys. We'll see you guys later.
1: Later days.